This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, the Tuesday edition. Hope you're doing well, Raider Nation. I know you're not happy about the way your football team's playing, but we are happy to see you here, Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast, talking nothing but Las Vegas Raiders football. I am Scott Branson, my co-host Mo Moten, still out taking care of himself. He'll be back next week, so stay tuned. Send him well wishes on Twitter. I see he's more interactive there now, a little more active as he recovers. So make sure you uh, sh- uh, send a shout-out to my man, Mo Moten, my partner here. And, you know, I can do shows by myself, and some of you have already said that you don't like me doing shows by myself, which is totally up to you. That's so cool. I don't care. Uh, but uh, I love collaboration. There are some guys who do podcasts solo. They do radio shows solo, and they do a great job. I love the collaboration and the interaction, so I miss having Mo on. I uh, can't wait to get him back. In the meantime, I'm rolling on. But we will on Thursday have some guests as well as we take a look at the Denver Broncos. So stay tuned for that on Thursday. And, of course, tomorrow on Wednesday, we will drop another one of our very popular mailbag editions of the show, uh, of course, on Wednesday. So make sure you listen in for that and subscribe. Hit the auto download. I'm telling you, you got do it for us as a favor. If you like the show, even if you watch us on YouTube, hit of course, their subscription and the notifications bell. But if you watch us on YouTube and you don't listen to the audio, I know a lot of you guys do that. Do me a favor. Go subscribe to the audio anyway and download it for us. It helps us out significantly. Put on the auto download so that all of the episodes get downloaded and we will be big fans of yours and certainly appreciate the support. All right, let's jump back in. This just Josh McDaniels, as I said before the break, the idea of them keeping this in-house and what's going on and Josh McDaniels from yesterday's press conference not really answering Vinny's question, um, gets me to believe that uh, you know, this team has already moved on, right? They're moving towards the future. They're starting to think about who on the roster is a keeper. But then I also think is some of this by design. When Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler came to Las Vegas, this was not their roster, okay? It wasn't their roster. They spent the money on the core players. Waller was a mistake. We know that now, as far as the contract goes, timing of the contract. Renfro, as much as I like the guy, former contributor on this show, overpaid, spent a lot of money there. Derek Carr's contract, fine. 
Max Crosby's contract deserves every single penny of it. Okay. You had these contracts. So they signed all these guys. So everybody had the indication. And Mark Davis said, we're not rebuilding. Well, as Josh McDaniels said too yesterday, I don't call it rebuilding. I call it building. Okay. Well, semantics. The point is people thought that the Raiders were going to be competitive this year. And clearly they're not, and they will not be. But was that by design? Because somebody on Twitter said to me, Hey, well, you know, they, they, they ripped off the fans. We bought tickets. Listen, no team is going to tell you, hey, we're going to be good in three years. Buy tickets today. No, because they know you wouldn't. You, they have to give you hope. You might call it lying to you, whatever you want. You don't know until you get on the field. Crazy things have happened. So, of course, they're going to market the team. Uh, and by the way, boycotts, season ticket holders, the only way you can boycott is cancel your tickets. Because I had somebody message me, well, we're all not going to show up the next game. doesn't matter. They already have your money. You have your money. So that kind of boycott doesn't work. Now, I have seen PSL holders say they're out. I believe them, but it doesn't really matter at this point. I'm sorry to say, fans. The NFL is such a big business. takes a lot more than that. But anyway, is this by design? Did they know going in, and to be fair to Derek Carr, did they know going in, you know, Derek Carr, we got an out. They Remember, they built the contract for an out after one year. They can get out with $5 bucks, dead cap space or dead cap hit, excuse me, after this season, which is, I think, exactly what they're going to do. So it's almost as though maybe they knew what they were going to do, and they figured, well, if they do well, great, whatever. We'll go along with it, and we'll keep going, but meh. So I just wonder if it's by design and if that's what happened. But I will say this, too. I'm perplexed by Josh McDaniel's reaction. I'm going to replay Sunday's press conference where he talks about taking responsibility. I want you to listen to this and tell me what you think. Here's Josh McDaniels after the game Sunday when asked how much of the responsibility falls on the coaching staff. I think 0-6 and and one-score games, you're saying it's a play here or there. How much also falls on you and your staff? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it, it, look, it starts with me. So, um, you know, we're going to have to figure out something different to do to try to, you know, get free from some of these close scores and close games or and or make enough plays at the end to win, you know. So um, it always starts with us. It starts with me. So um, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm going to do everything I can do to try to figure out, you know, what we can do to do better uh, to, to change the results. Well, there you go. Do better to change the results. What else do you want them to say? I mean, I don't know what you guys... Yes, you'd like self-flogging, right? You'd like him to say, we suck, fire me, you're right, Raider Nation. I don't, I don't know. But, but I think that the answer there is, before that, he said, look, one play here or there, we win the game. Well, yeah, that's true. But again, you, 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 you are now in territory where you've lost seven games, seven of your, ni- of your nine this season thus far, with all the money you spent on offense, some of the improvements you made on defense, uh, that's a problem, right? So Josh McDaniel's there. But the one thing that he did say that, that really bothered me, he was asked how you fix the defense. And here's what he said. Um, I don't know. It's about repairing it as much as it's, you know, there's, like I said, defense is, is in many cases, it's one, one thing here or there that would make, you know, the run defense a little bit better or a tackle. You know, we had a couple of opportunities to tackle a little bit in space today and didn't get that done as well as we would have liked. Uh, we talked about the ball being on the ground. So, 
um, you know, in many ways, defense is, you know, it's, it's what you do with the opportunities that you're presented. And our guys work really hard. They, they earned the right to be in those positions to make some plays. And they made plenty of them today, you know, and just give up a little bit too much. And, again, it's a team sport. We have an opportunity to go down there and score and win the game on offense. And, you know, and it is what it is. So um, didn't, didn't quite finish in any phase. It is what it is. So the defense, uh, we make a play here, a play there. Uh, yeah, I think they're just, with the defense, it's just a lack of talent, folks. That's all it is. It's a lack of talent. You don't, you're not making plays here or there because you don't have the people to do it. Plain and simple. And Chandler Jones, bust. Just a bust. What are you going to do? They made a bad choice. So that hurts you as well. You're not getting the pass rush. They cannot rush the passer. Passer, What, five years in a row now without being able to rush, rush the passer? God, I can't say it today. But Yannick Ngakwe last year did a pretty good job of it, and, of course, he's now on <laughs> to Indianapolis. Oh, boy. But I just think with the McDaniels thing, I know he's rubbing you guys all the wrong way, and I understand that. From a fan perspective, I understand it. But Rich Gannon. Of course, former Raider great quarterback MVP. Last time the Raiders were in the Super Bowl, their starting quarterback. He talked about what he believed to be wrong with the Raiders as well. We want to get to that in a second. Do us a favor again. Subscribe to the show if you don't already do it. Uh, Wherever you get your podcast, we are an Odyssey original podcast. So uh, you can do it on the free Odyssey app or you can do it wherever you listen to your podcast. Okay, so Rich Gannon, right after the game, puts out his kind of dissection of what is wrong with the Raiders. So let me play that for you now. Here's Rich Gannon talking about the Raiders. Jeff Saturday and the Indianapolis Colts roll into town and find a way to get a win 25-20. And if you look at this game, this is really a microcosm of really what's happened the entire season for the Las Vegas Raiders. Their inability to win close games. When you look at the amount of money that this team has committed to their big players offensively, $340 million in contracts to Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. Now, I just put Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro on an injured reserve. Both those players have missed significant time this season, particularly the tight end, Darren Waller. And that has had a huge impact on Carr's ability with ball distribution. Defensively, this is a defense a lot like last year that can't get to the quarterback and can't take the ball away. They went out and spent a lot of money on Chandler Jones. He has yet to have a sack this season. The only player that you can really count on on the Raiders' defense is Max Crosby. He gives you everything he has every single snap. But when you look at the other players, you just don't see that same effort, that same enthusiasm, that same intensity. And finally, let me just pay off what's going on with the Raiders' offense as it relates to Derek Carr. You know, Derek hasn't played horribly, but he really hasn't played well, especially late in games. At some point, he has to step up and play better. I think there's enough tools in the toolbox to get it done. And Derek Carr hasn't, especially when they needed him the most late in games. If you look at his one loss record, 59 and 77, that really says it all. Derek Carr has to find a way to put this team on his shoulders and get them to the finish line. Well, there you go. So all you people who say there's nothing wrong with Derek Carr and it's the defense's fault, Rich Gannon speaks the truth there. So, so, Let's rewind. We'll get back to the car thing. But what he talked about was $340 million in offensive players and two of them not on the field and one of them not performing at his best. 
And that's part of the problem. And then, of course, he talked about the defense and praised Mac, Max Crosby. We know the story. It's a broken record uh, on our show and every radio show you listen to. But I think in this situation, listening to what he said about Derek Carr, and this is what we've been saying, and we talked about with Murph and Jeff on, on Sunday's postgame show. Derek Carr is playing poorly towards the end of games, and he's not playing his best otherwise. He's not able. He's had those four, fourth quarter drives that so many of you want to give him credit for over the, the uh, course of his career. But this year, he's not getting it done. He's just not getting it done. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's just, it is. And so, I mean, Rich Gannon captured it perfectly there. But I think that this, all of this mixed together, and no, for those of the absolutists out there who, when you criticize Derek Carr, say, why are you bringing Derek Carr for the game? He didn't lose the game by himself. He didn't give up 25 points. No, he didn't. But he's not scoring points either. Yeah, but they're 12th in the NFL in scoring. <coughs> Excuse me. But it doesn't matter. They're not scoring when they need to, and they go in rough patches there's underthrown balls, overthrown balls, and he talked about ball distribution because he doesn't have his guys on the field. So all of that mixed together, okay, means that this team is done. And I think you're going to see a big turnover next year. That doesn't mean that they can't get better next year, by the way. Better draft, better free agents acquisition. Chandler Jones you're kind of stuck with. But if Derek Carr doesn't make a big turnaround, and again, I've not been a Derek Carr hater until recently. In fact, preseason, you go back and listen to Mo and I's preseason show here on Silver and Black today. I said he was going to have an MVP-like year again. I thought he would find the 2016 form with all those weapons around him. Of course, like everyone else, I was warning about the offensive line I didn't think it would be as bad as it is. But, but even then, in clean pockets, he's not playing well. All you got to do is watch the All-22 film. And I know some of these film, dump, uh, film breakdown guys will find excuses for him as well. And I'm not saying that Derek Carr is a horrible quarterback. He's just not playing that well. And I'll take Rich Gannon, one of the greatest Raiders ever, to I'll take his word for it. <laughs> And he's always been very complimentary of Derek Carr, but he's also criticized him when he felt he has. And I think he's hit on it there, which is he's not playing well. And he said it. He has to take, Derek Carr has to take the team on his shoulders. And I don't think he can. I don't think he's that kind of quarterback. I think if Derek had everything around him, like we thought he would this year, he does fine and he can win. But he's not a, hey, guys, get on my shoulders. I'm carrying the whole team kind of guy. Just hasn't been his whole career. So... That's where it is. And as Josh McDaniel says, it is what it is. <laughs> but anyway, I think it's all about the future. If you're hysterical about the roster, don't be. 
Devontae Adams isn't going to go anywhere if Derek Carr goes somewhere else or retires or whatever happens with him at the end of the season. He will still be a Raider. Darren Waller, I think they'll trade him if they can get a chance. If he comes back and can play, I think they trade him. Hunter Renfro, we'll see how he does. But there's going to be a lot of money and a lot of opportunity for this team with first and second round draft picks this year like they didn't have last year. That way, Ziegler has a full complement of draft picks for the first time in his tenure with the Raiders. And I think that's what's going to happen. It's all about the future. So your team's 2-7. and seven. You're not going to make the playoffs. Why do you care anymore? I've had some guys on, on Twitter come at me and say, hey, this is ridiculous. I'm done with this team. Forget it. I'm not blah, blah, blah. And I challenge, say, look, well, you can be negative. I mean, I get it. I, I Fandom is a choice, but it's a passion. So you're mad, and I get it. So so if you are, that's cool. If you want to check out and you're not watching the team till next year, that's totally up to you. But you can still be angry and not happy with the way the team is gone and don't have to be constantly negative. And I challenged somebody on Twitter yesterday and said, listen, dude, you want to live your life like that? That's not a real fun existence. Um, you can care and be upset about it, but that doesn't mean you have to be miserable walking around and every interaction you have about the Raiders is negative. We're going to talk about that when we come back to close out the show is what do you do now as a Raider fan? We talked about it on Sunday night. I'm going to talk about it here on the Tuesday edition of silver and black today. When we come back again, silver and black today an Odyssey original podcast, subscribe where you can make sure you stay where you are. We'll be back right after this.